This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Another week has whipped by. It feels like we were just not long ago here together, Sabrina Hart, and here we are again. It's roots and shoots time. No, it's so exciting. Favorite time of the week. I know, and it was interesting um, listening to all the wildflower Mm. uh, little little spots to go to because that's where I'll be next Saturday. Ro won't be with you. Next Saturday. No, if you're going wildfire hunting next yeah. weekend, I'm coming. <laughs> so, well, you're going to have to join twenty other people because I'm Fine. taking a tour. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. All right, and we go Mates to rates. some. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can yep. sit on my nap. Where are lap. we going? Uh, so we're going to the private gardens in Dwelling Up first. Then we're going to head down to Margaret River. Then we're going to go to Ravensthorpe oh. National. So all Park. those places out in the Midwest and stuff where there aren't vineyards. Yeah, you're not interested no. in the wildflower. Out there, no, 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 not going north, heading south. Uh, heading, interesting, heading south. interesting um, route <laughs> that you're opting to take people on their wildflower. We do have to call into a couple of wineries, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, funny that. Uh, just to view the gardens around there, yes. of course. Yeah. Mm. Well, a lot of effort goes into the landscaping at some of those hoity toity oh, joints. Absolutely. And don't I fit in so well in the hoity toity <laughs> joints? <laughs> we know that you do. Um, so, where will you be joining? Are you? No. fully leaving me high and no. dry next weekend no. or so, are you dialing no. in? So, no, no, I, I won't even be uh, available. Anyway, I've had a chat to um, Amber, do you the know? zoo. Is now, Amber doesn't know oh. yet. I haven't told her yet. Uh, and I also haven't oh, – her eyeballs are popping. Yeah. And I also um, haven't told Ebony either. So basically so. we announce our – program changes on air these days. The listener knows yeah, when we know. Yeah, so they, so they are, you know, all over it. Anyway, I've had mm. a discussion okay. with the Perth Zoo. Right. Um, because they've got a team of garden, a fantastic team of horticulturalists and gardeners okay. there. Um, they're a bit frightened, I think. But anyway, I have nailed, um, well, I, I spoke to Grady Brand, you know, who used to be the curator at Kings Park. Um, and he's he's said yes, so that's one fill in. Um, Darren's down wildflowering as well, so she can't do it. Uh, anyway, leave it with me. Oh, Nothing okay. to worry about. That's all right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for <laughs> indulging our production <laughs> meeting that just took place on air. We'll now um, get to your calls, I suppose. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. And can I suggest get them in today? Because goodness knows yeah. when old wildflower. Yeah. To a lady here, we'll be back in the studio to answer them. Uh, well, I know, no, no, I'm only gone for two weeks. Mm, righto. Mm. I'm <laughs> sure there's a notice period or something. <laughs> Not approving your leave. <laughs> Phil in Dawesville, good morning to you. Yeah, hi, Sabrina. Hello, hey, um, Phil. I, I've got a, just two quick questions. The first one is about this avocado tree that's monstrous, mainly due to your help and advice over the years. It's oh, marvellous. Seven odd metres high and probably nearly as wide. Yeah. It's growing right out over my shed and it's started to flower. Yeah. Can I can I get up there and have a bit of chainsaw fun or not? Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> chainsaw fun. Absolutely. But, um, Phil, it is in flower now. So if you yeah, do have is. your chainsaw fun, you're going to be losing some of your fruit. Yeah, that's right. We had over 200 off it this year anyway. So. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah. Yep, just I, hook I've, in. I've got, one of those, yeah, I've got one of those pole saw things, so that's all good. The, oh, quick one, yeah. the, other one, 
We come back from Shark Bay on Wednesday, and the wildflowers between the Overlander Roadhouse and um, the just north of Geraldton are absolutely <gasps> fantastic. Oh, oh gorgeous! Phil, really, that is really good. Sensational. Oh, Thanks for that, Sabrina. Thank Good you, Phil. Phil. Get the Extra ring, bonus ding, ding, when you ding. don't even have to deviate off the road for where you're heading and you can it, it, I remember going yeah, up to Geraldton at this time last mm. year and it was just sensational. Because of our late rains, it'll be really interesting to see what's popping up this yeah, year. Yeah. And, of course, inland they've had so much rain. Yeah. It will be an absolute cracker of a year. Well, you'll be able to tell us when you come back from long service leave. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a whole two weeks. Yeah, that's all you get. Pro rider. <laughs> Andrew, good morning. Uh, good morning, ladies. Um, I've got citrus leaf miner on my... Um, they might be citrus. Uh, citrus. Yeah. And I'm just wondering how... It, they're just a constant problem. Yeah. Is there a systemic problem that I could... A systemic spray or not how if, do I fix it? Not if you want to eat your lemons, oranges and limes, there's not. Um, right. Now, see... The thing is, the little moth comes out at night time. So, yep. so if you go out at night time with your little head torch, you'll actually see the moth and you can do one of two things. You can spray them with pyrethrum or fly spray or whatever or yep. you can have some sport at night and get one of those electronic bats that you take uh, camping uh, and it zaps them. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, see, that's heaps <laughs> more fun, isn't it? Yeah. And um, now the other thing you can do, because the eggs are laid inside the leaf, uh, there's no point in putting other sprays on. But what you oh. can do is you just go out and you pluck the leaves that are affected to break the life cycle of the moth. Yeah, unfortunately, if I did that, I'd have no no leaves, leaves left. The other yeah. thing you can do is get the little traps, Andrew. Okay, oh. so they're yep. they're called CLM traps, citrus leaf miner yep. traps. Yep, they're like a little uh, pyramid that you hang. It's got a lure in it, and it lures the boys because right. uh, it has a pheromone, and then that kills them. Yeah, right. Because this particular lemon tree that I've got. It's seven years old and I've got one lemon off it, but I'm not giving up yet. Don't you dare give up because <laughs> eventually it will, Andrew. Honest. <laughs> Good on you, Andrew. Thanks for giving us a call. 1300 720 if you want to do the same. Bradley from Bustleton. Hmm. What shall I do? Here's the scenario. Yes. His orange tree has many oranges. Most look ripe and all in a bright orange colour. But he has them covered in netting to stop possums and birds eating them. The tree is starting to flower now. If I leave the netting on, the flowers will not get pollinated by the bees. Mm. If I take the netting off, the oranges will get eaten. If it's in flower, does it mean all the oranges are ripe to pick? Can Bradley pick all the oranges and then remove the netting? Would that be the best way to save his oranges and get his flowers pollinated? Yeah, because the big problem with orange trees is they fruit and flower all at the same time and they just continue doing that. So that's the go. I mean, it's not going to be fun for you, Bradley, having to take the netting off, put the netting on, take the netting off, put the netting on. Um, Unless you trap the bees inside there in the netting. Okay. 
But when you take the netting off, I think the beads might be a little bit cross. Yeah. Mm. All right. Good luck, Bradley. Let us know how you go. Chris from Claremont. Mm. Dear Sabrina, can you tell me why my bay trees, which were planted almost three years ago, haven't grown much, particularly the runt of the litter? Second, oh, we haven't, can't see a photo, unfortunately, no. Chris. Should I prune the taller ones to make them all one level? Yeah, definitely prune, Chris. Now, bay trees usually will grow in... Nuclear soil. I mean, they, they just they just <laughs> grow. grow anywhere. Is that what you're saying? So, th- so you may have the dwarf one because about ten years ago, a dwarf bay tree came out and it doesn't grow very big. But what I would do is under prune them, take the top off, get some clay and compost in the soil, fertilize them, put a wetting agent down, give them a really good water. We should all be using wetting agents at this time of the year because it's raining. And just on that point on wetting agents, Mm -hmm. um, there's been a bit of discussion and a bit of confusion about how often we should use wetting agents, where we should use them, when we should use them, um, and uh, and mulching and just just, um, information that suggests to gardeners that their garden will be fine on two waterings a week um, and if we use a wetting agent three times a year. Right. Unfortunately, on sandy soils, that will not work. Right. And if you go into a hardware store, there's probably about – 20 different wetting agents and out of those 20 different wetting agents, 15 will be ineffective. Mm-hmm. And because of the soil? Yeah, but also because what's in them, you need right. two surfactants. Um, so if anyone's interested in trials that were done by the WA Turf Association, um, they they did trials with uh, UWA on different wetting agents and and the how often to use them. To, so to say that you only need to do that and then put mulch down is equivalent to saying a family of four you'll be able to survive on a kilo of meat, one kilo of cheese, and two liters of milk. Uh, it ain't. It's just yeah. not. It's not that w- your garden will not survive. We are getting unprecedented weather from thirty-eight to forty-four yeah. degrees yep. now. There is no way. The other thing with which all the uh, nursery industry is really concerned about is the shortage of wood-based mulch. So we used to be able to get um, pine chips. Right. Well, there, there's a real problem with the um, the amount of potting mix which uses that mulsh. Right. There's a drastic shortage and there will be a shortage of potting mix th- this year. Right. So in terms Just this year or going forward? No, going forward because there's a shortage of trees and a shortage of wood-based mulch. And also um, there has been research done to find, to say that wood-based mulch, there is a fungus that grows underneath it that is completely hydrophobic. So the water doesn't penetrate into Mm. the soil. So do your research on the wetting agents, number one. You will need to use a wetting agent minimum three times during summer alone 
once temperatures reach above mm. 36 degrees because unfortunately sand dries out very, very quickly. So you must use wetting agents at least six times a year. You will, it will be very difficult getting wood-based mulch fairly soon, so you're going to have to look at lupin, pea, straw, hay, all those, yep. that sort of thing. Um, and... And because uh, because of the the amount of moisture that's been lost in transpiration and evaporation, unfortunately, even native gardens will not survive on two waterings a week, and certainly not your any of your fruit trees or your veggie garden. So you will have to supplement water uh, by hand watering yep. and. I predict the demise of all the older gardens in Perth that will be restricted to two waterings a week. Mm. We're, we're just going to we, – we are going to, without a doubt, lose gardens across Perth. They will die. It's a sad prospect. Well, the, the problem is because there's so little urban bushland left, mm. these gardens, these larger gardens, are the only place that – where habitat can survive. So they already know UWA did some really interesting research on magpies and the amount of um, birds that uh, died last year. We're going to be looking at some fairly major fledgling deaths this summer. So Sobering, very sobering. 18 past nine, this is Roots and Shoots. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Heading back to your calls, 1300 222 720. Thank you, Mary, for letting us know that there's 22 mils overnight in Mount ah, Magnet. So ah, in Mount Magnet. getting rain out Oh, my that way. God, it's going to be sensational mm. inland this year. Yep, probably going to be able to go a bit later too. Well, yeah, so we could do an OB there after this wildflower tour. We'll, right. we'll take our own yeah. out into the wheat belt. We'll pause our second production meeting and... Um, <laughs> talk about that after because Catherine wants to talk. Hey Catherine. Um, yes, I have a ficus benjamin. It's uh, in a pot out the front of my house and yeah. it's really quite round so I need to transfer it over to a bigger pot. Yeah. I'd like, um, it looks very straggly at the moment. I'd like to um, have some tips on perhaps soil yeah. and also um, in the shopping centres I've seen plants in big pots and they've got like conduit in them watering. I, oh, yeah. um, I want to know if that's uh, a good thing. You know, they have like a pipe going down to the roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two things about that, Catherine. Um, now, when you have plants in pots and you water them, you know, every second or third day, you get an area in the bottom of the pot that actually holds onto the water and becomes quite sodden. So don't do that in pots. It's great in the ground, but don't put the, the conduit down in pots. So get yourself good quality potting mix. Add a little bit of compost to that and a little bit of poo, whatever poo you fancy. Take a third off the top of your ficus and all around the sides. You'll need um, b- big, strong muscles to pull that ficus out of the pot. <laughs> 
Or you do, you get the high pressure hose out row. You tip the pot on its side and you high pressure hose all the soil out and then you can pull the root mass out because ficus have a big root system. Sometimes it's like, you know, in the old fashioned days when you saw in the Westerns when they had um, dentists pulling teeth out and the dentist had put his feet on the chair where the patient was to get a really good grip. using your legs, yeah, good grip. It's a little bit like little that. Leverage. Or um, maybe um, giving birth, you know, helping a calf. Oh, yeah. A cow. Have Haven't a done it but seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a crack at that. Have you? Yeah, it's really messy. and Calf survive. A bit smelly, yeah. Good job, yep. you. Yep. Uh, we've had a, call, a texter looking for our email address. Of course, that's what you need to do if you want to send us a photo. Perth Weekends. One word, all lowercase, S on the end of weekends. Perth weekends at your Y-O-U-R dot A-B-C dot net dot A-U. Every time I say that, I feel like it must be the most boring radio in the world. So it's the one and only time I'm doing it. <laughs> Call Amber on 1300 and she can give you the email address if um, you missed it that time. Perth weekends at your dot A-B-C dot net dot A-U. Let's go to June because she's planning ahead by the looks of things. Oh. Hey, June. Hello, June. Hello. I just wanted to know, Sabrina, can you suggest a place where I could buy a Christmas tree? As in the Nutsia Floribunda? Yes, As in the, the WA, one. yeah, the WA the Christmas tree, the yep. Mudger tree. Um, so sometimes you see them for sale at the Kings Park plant oh, sale. Yeah. Some, at Kings Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see them... At a, at a native specialist, there's two native specialist nurseries that will do Nutsia. One of them is in Maidavale and the other one's in Oakford and they specialise in native plants. Okay. And Oakford, you said the second one. Yeah, the second one's in Oakford and the other mm-hmm. one's in Maidavale. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. My Good pleasure, you, June. June. Um, what how, what do you need to be able to grow one yourself? Ah, oh, patience. Yeah. Um, so a big area? No, no, they're semi-parasitic, so you're better off keeping them in a pot for a while. They are actually fast-growing for the first five years. Okay. So I know one of the local um, councils, they, they actually propagate them from cuttings. So you can grow them from cuttings and also from a root... Uh, a sucker, um, but you have to put them in with a uh, with a friend so that they yep. can parasit semi parasit grow off them. Yeah, yep. grow off them. So um, the the council that where they grow them, they just put them in with dichondra or cooch or a wattle. Okay, um, but they're quite so. Keep definitely keep them in a pot until they're five years old. Yeah, okay. Don't be tempted to plant it in the ground. They're so beautiful. Yeah, they are. They're so beautiful. Oh. I, um, my, I'm just trying to think what I got. Was it a, oh, now I'm embarrassed. Was it a mandarin? Was it a lemon? My little citrus tree I got yeah. for my birthday. <laughs> it's all right. I know Lee's asleep. It's he won't ma- be listening. It's um, a mandarin. Mandarin. Yes, Thank it you. Is. Um, it's still going. So I'm thinking, you know, I could. Yeah. Branch yeah, out. Absolutely. Drop a hint for a Christmas tree for Christmas yeah. or something. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. All right. Uh, let's head to Sue now. Good morning, Sue. Good morning, girls. Um, my daughter has a small uh, magnolia tree yeah. and it's not doing too well. The leaves are starting from the tip going brown. 
And where does your what, daughter live? It's, where does your daughter live? We live in Geraldton. Okay. And it's in a pot. Oh, it's in a pot. Okay, yeah. so now magnolias have a very extensive root system, so I don't know. It might be that it's pot-bound. No, um, it's not pot-bound. Okay. It's newly so, potted. Okay, so <laughs> only only give them morning sun, Sue, and yeah. you will have to give them trace elements. Okay. okay. And yeah. uh, liquid liquid fertilizer. So give them trace okay. elements plus liquid fertilizer, and do that yeah. every three weeks until they until right. the leaves start. Um, you know. Okay. But the the leaves that are brown on the tips, uh, they won't ever come good. You may as well pluck them off. Yeah, there's very few on it now. Oh. But anyway, oh. that's great. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Base elements and, um, and feed li- it. Liquid fertilizer. Liquid. And, and make yeah. sure you use a wetting agent, Sue, so that the water okay. is actually distributed throughout the entire soil profile. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Good Thanks, Sue. Sue. 1300 720 if you want to give us a call. The text line 0437 Let's whip through a few of oh, those quickly, Sabby. Let's do that, Ro. Let's hook in. All right. Let's hook into the text. Lorna yeah. would like to know if you mm-hmm. could advise when is the best time to transplant clivias mm-hmm. from pot into garden? Whenever you've got time, Lorna, because, well, the only time you wouldn't do it is when they're in flower. So they've definitely finished flowering now. So it's ideal to do it now. So that's your weekend chore. There we go. Mm. Uh, Hi, Sabrina and Roe. Is there a particular manuka shrub you would recommend for planting around beehives? Uh, Manuka. Uh, So leptospermum. You know the manuka honey? Yeah. Yeah. So the shrub that they go to is a leptospermum, a tea tree. Um, you know what they've found, though? Jarrah honey has more antibacterial properties mm. than manuka. Hmm. Uh, so um, really any of the leptospermums that um, – because the leptospermum – that you see all along the coastline is actually a weed. Right. Come from New South Wales. <laughs> so any of the leptospermums that you can get that a mass flower, like the um, the white cascade, is a really good one because that flowers for a long time. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, good morning. Is it too late to prune my quince tree from B in Swan Valley? Nah. Go ahead. Excellent. Uh Oh, Jilly Mullaloo just wanted you to repeat the best wedding aid. What the best wedding agents need to contain? What's she looking for on so the bottle? So it will have two surfactants in it. I can't give you product names, but um, but if you if you have a look at the uh, Turf Growers Association WA, mm-hmm. they are the ones that did all the trials through with UWA. So they're scientifically based trials, and they actually came up after those trials. They developed their own wetting agent and. A retainer. Oh, beautiful. So, Turf so Growers Association Turf Growers website. Association. Jill, yep. thank you. Glad that you enjoy the program. And just quickly on our way back to our calls and then, of course, Sab's Pick of the Week, Ricky and Girawain just wants to share um, for the lady looking for the, the Christmas tree or the mudger or the newtsia. There we go. That Ricky got one from Maidavale, the nursery you mentioned, after adding herself to the wait list. They rang me when they got one in. It was probably three or four months 
months after she'd put her name yep. down. So yep. they're the places to go, but yep. you may have a little bit of a wait yeah, is what Ricky's absolutely. saying. All right, let's get another couple of calls in before we get yeah. to your song Before we savvy. rock. Before <laughs> we rock. Margaret in Wembley Downs, hello. Yes, good morning and thanks for being available to uh, help us with our gardening issues. Oh, I pleasure. I to do, uh, thank you, uh, a wicking bed. Yeah. Uh, I've watched all the YouTube and now I'm just more confused because there's so okay. many birds. I know, I know. Uh, now, um, so there is a company that make wicking beds, Margaret, and mm. their design is one of the best that I have ever seen, mainly because they the water doesn't... Uh, sit in the bottom where they've got the drainage hole. So the big thing is, is you have to have the drainage hole further up. Most of the wicking beds have the drainage hole right down at the bottom and it's too low. So it needs to go further up. So that's the big thing about wicking beds is where that drainage hole goes. What um, do you mean up? In the depth of the... Um Depth of the bed, are you saying? When you're saying yes. It's too low, it's too yes. Up. yes, 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 yes. So you know, they talk about 16 and a half oh, inches, I think. Yeah. But you know, so it should be what, 50% down? No, a bit further than that. So two thirds of the way down. Um, now, I, I, Gardening Australia have a really good YouTube on how to make wicking beds. Oh, good. Okay. Um, uh, and that there's two or three different designs, and they over the years they've had a few of the presenters, the ABC presenters, do different types of wicking beds. So I would look at those. All right, thank you, Margaret, and to Mary, who wants to continue the conversation about wetting agents. Hi, Mary. Oh, hi. Um, hope I'm not going to be asking something that I just missed in the conversation. Oh. But has there been any research on? Uh, wetting agent liquid versus granules. Yes, the, um, the all that was all that was trialled. Um, the, I guess the big problem is in Western Australia is because our conditions are so different to the eastern states, and mm. most of the products that are made are made for Australia wide. But the biggest market is in the eastern states, yeah. so quite often we don't get the stuff that we actually need. So. On, if you go to our website, I've got information there, which is sabrinahan.com.au. And also, if you go to the um, the Turf Growers Association, WA, they've got all the information on granular versus um, liquid. Liquids are more economical. Um, they go further than the granules. Uh, a good granular wetting agent works just as well as a liquid one, and most of the most of the companies that make granular make liquid as well. But the liquid ones um, certainly uh, are, are far more economical. And remember, the cheap ones, the cheap wetting agents, and this is what the research found, they are only effective for between ten days and two weeks. Okay. So. <laughs> You know, not quite. So have have a look at the association's website or or my website. Someone's just sent a text to say Sab has crashed the turf growers' website. <laughs> <laughs> Too much traffic wasn't built for all of Saturday Brecky's audience, Sorry. Jump, Roots Sorry. and Sheets audience Sorry. jumping on. Uh, it's coming up to twenty eight to ten, so let's have a little bit of music. 
It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick, pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. We hijacked you last week with the Bee Gees. Have we recycled yeah, or have we no, gone no. fresh again? Gone fresh, okay. gone fresh. So I haven't played punk rock in a while. <laughs> we were due, weren't we? <laughs> And I played a bit of country and western this morning, so we yeah. can buy another week. Of- yeah, so um, you know when I smashed all my hand row, I remember. Um, yep. Yeah, so the the technician to the anaesthetist, Carolyn, she, I was talking to her the other day. She said, "You should play, you should play the me first and the gimme gimmies." And I used to, you know, years ago, listen to a lot of punk rock, and so um, so I thought. Why not? And then I sent <laughs> I sent the message to Ebony because yes. even though Amber's here from the crack of dawn, Eb, you know, does she still puts does, in the hours during the, the week. Hours. Yep. Um, and Pete, her husband, yes. where he was very positive about the me first and the gimme gimme. Well, this is his. We've been playing Father's Day tunes for ah yes people. This so this must be Pete's then. This is we'll dedicate Pete's, it to him. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, Pete. It's called Straight Up. Oh, there we go, Sabrina Hart, and the texts are already rolling through zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. I thought this one might be a little polarising. Do you think? Do you Maybe. think? A little bit of a head banging going off there. You know, it's only soft punk rock. It's not really well, hard. Annie and Chidlow did want to make that um, distinction that it's yeah. not really punk rock. Nah. She thought you should have played the Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen, if I've, you really I've, wanted to go I've down the punk rock I've played the path. Sex Pistols quite a bit on my song pick. Good, good. I don't remember, but it was probably because I was covering my ears. Well, more than Might likely. have been before my time. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. Would you like a bit of Sex Pistols? Uh, you no. know, yeah. not until mm. you've been through opera, jazz. Oh, Did you go to the jazz festival last weekend? Oh, it was so busy last weekend. Mm. <laughs> Actually, people have offered me jazz songs, but I don't know where I've put all the information. That So you have, it's people are going to have to send me in some jazz and I, I can play a track. Lena in Butler, brilliant. Love a bit of variety on the ABC. Rock on, Sab. Sam from Jero, I saw him up there. Sam says, I feel like I've stepped back in time to the 90s with Uh, this one. Am I able to claim being a 90s kid because I was born in uh, 98? Bless. It's not a bad pick. Prefer others though. Okay, Mm. Sam, fine. Sitting on the fence Um, there. Yuck. Me last and don't give me it. At all, says Jean <laughs> Carlisle. Ham from Onslow says, no weeds left in my garden after this song. <laughs> Headbanging and pulling weeds kind of day. You. Ham's happy. That's, that's the way like. to go. That's the way to go. Um, yep, that's all the feedback at this stage, Sab. Okay. So the rest right. probably when they turn their radios back on. Yeah. They might have just turned back on. That's Zero true. four three seven nine double two seven. Did you ever did you ever headbang when you danced when oh, you were younger? Not really. No, I used to do a bit of headbanging. Like a bit of that, you know. That whole hard rock punk rock thing, not really been my wasn't. genre. No. No, a bit more mm. of an easy listening kind of girl. Mm. Or the two-step. Oh, the two-step. <laughs> oh, get out of town, bro. My Going goodness. Wild. You know, if I told people that I was, you know, what do the kids do these days? Crumping and, no, that was probably know, more my day. Not crumping. Um, um, what's it called? Flossing got, and. Yeah, flossing. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did um, I did buy my niece um, one of those games for her console that you dance 
oh, you yeah. have to dance with and it yeah. rates you and that sort of thing. And I sat there on the couch watching the kids go nuts. <laughs> And and it was so entertaining. It was so worth every penny. And then I was, you know, you get sucked in where yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. And so, um, all right, all right, Annie Rose turn. <laughs> Got up, found myself one of the easier ones yeah. and absolutely killed it. Oh, But right. nearly killed me. Like three and a half minutes. Like the kids just do one <laughs> after another. And you think that, you know, well, if they do that, I could just rock out a couple now. Uh, one. Is... And I was like... <sighs> Honey, I'll just have a rest now. And I know, dancing's so good for so you. So good. I thought maybe instead of, you know, aerobics or, you know. Yeah, just dance. That's why you pump have Pump all those classes you go to the gym for. No. You could just actually play with your niece and nephew the dancing Absolutely. games. Absolutely. Or just crank the music up when you have to Freestyle. do housework. Yep, yeah, do it your way. With a mop. And When I was about, I think when I was about, I would have been about eight and I was so in love with opera and I used to pretend that I was always the heroine who had to be the martyr and die at the end of it. <laughs> but I used to crank it up because we lived in the country. I used to turn turn the radio, not the radio, we had a turntable. Yep. And, and then I'd do all these dance moves to opera where it was all so dramatic and that was exhausting, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh. Um, we're still getting people calling out for us to create a compilation album from oh, Sab's yeah. Greatest Hits and yeah. Song Picks on Roots and Shoots. Well, we, so we could do that. We'll, we'll talk probably to need marketing. to get onto the ABC commercial. Yep. Yeah. Uh, marketing marketing team and mm. maybe it's something we could launch. Yep, absolutely. Um, that would be good. Uh, Sarah says yes to punk, ah. soft or not. And Yay. no to jazz. To jazz. <laughs> Did you just text your pseudonym, Sarah, your pen name for the ABC, Sarah? <laughs> Let's get back to your calls, 1300-222-720. On our way, sorry, Linda, we're coming to you. Brett just wanted to chime in and say great songs for going around the veggie patch. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. There we go. Linda, good morning. Good morning, Rowan, Sabrina. I've got two brief questions, I hope. I have a passion fruit um, sunshine special that we planted last September and it's grown really beautifully. Early fruit were lovely and now the leaves are uh, deformed and we've got woody fruit and I think it'll have to come out, won't it? Oh, I'm afraid so, Linda. It's got woody virus. Look, yeah, what you what you early. yeah, what you could do though is give it a really hard prune now, like really hard, two thirds off, Linda. Right. Take okay. two thirds off, and just see if it will recover. It's like a virus that we have a virus. Some plants actually manage to 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 get over it and they'll fight the virus, it's worthwhile giving it another go because it's only young. Okay. Yes, it is only young. It's only a year old. Yeah. Now, if it, do- if it does come back again and I have to remove it, yes. it was planted where an apricot tree was. Yes. That wouldn't have anything to do with it, though, would it? Nothing whatsoever to do. No. No, no, no. Um, no. Can I plant a new one in the same place? Yes, you can because it's only been there for a year. Yes. Good, okay. Yeah. And and a quick verburnum question. I have a verburnum tinus yes. that's got very, very big. Yep. How hard can I prune it? Really hard. Two thirds, Linda. To the, down into the The hardwood. Wood. Yes, you Good. certainly can. Good. Thank you very much. Okay, Linda. Happy pruning. 
Good on you, Linda. Um, I forgot. I had a photo sent through because um, Charles, Sophie, Tracy and Heath in Carnarvon were mm. having beers and, you know, you get discussing about plants and That's, stuff apparently. It doesn't do, happen right. in my world. but um, And so they're having a bit of a debate about what this is. Now, Tracy's money is it's a red guava. Oh, it is. It's yep. a Indian red guava. Oh, yep. There we go. Well done. You've just settled that for them. Yep. Tracy will be very happy. And I know she will have been listening, so that's even better. Ah, thanks, Tracy. Thank you, Sab, for settling that for them. Pleasure. Um, Paul, good morning to you. Hello. Um, I've got a, on a little property down in Margaret River. Yeah. And we're about to do fire breaks this time of year. Yes. Um, just wondering about transplanting the little native suckers before I do so. Every year we just kill them over and over again. Oh. Wondering if... Yeah, if they're, if, they're, if they're small, Paul, if they're small, Paul, <laughs> uh, you will be able to transplant them. Okay. And is there any just transplant them straight into the dirt somewhere else? Yeah, or? because that's what they're used to. That's what they grow in. Do you know what they are? Oh, uh, peppies and red gums and yep, any, no. yeah. But you you could get um you could get some native slow release fertilizer or some uh, microbes, some soil microbes to put in the when you plant them, and that'll give them mm-hmm. a good lick of life, um, and some wetting agent, and they should take off. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Good on you, Paul. Uh, on the emails, yeah. perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. My avocado in a pot is looking like this. Any Ew. ideas? <laughs> Approximately three years old from Bob in Greenwood. Okay. So for the, our listeners that can't see that, all the basically. <laughs> Green leaves are red or brown. Yeah, they're brown and crispy. Mm. Uh, potassium deficiency for sure. Liquid, probably a trace element deficiency. So I would spray the foliage with a foliar trace element spray every fortnight and use a wetting agent around the base of the pot, liquid fertilise them and that should actually solve that problem. Beautiful. Thank you, Bob. Also on the email, hi, Sabrina, something is eating my succulents. What is it? And how can I terminate it? I'm in double view. They're in pots at the moment. They'll be transplanted into a large succulent bowl soon. Oh, they've certainly been been chewed. Um, So can be beetles, can be grasshoppers, can be catydids. Don't think it by the look of the chew mark it could even be caterpillars mm-hmm. so the thing to do is to go and search underneath the leaf to see so if it's caterpillars you use a bacteria based spray if it's things like beetles well grasshoppers good luck because they just bugger off <laughs> and go somewhere else really quickly um you can use a neem based oil, neem oil. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go, Maureen. Thank you. And what, have we had a citrus question today? Yeah. Okay. We always have citrus. Yeah, I know. I thought I just thought we might have got to quarter two with our first one, but no. Um, anyway, this person is apologetic about mm. having a citrus question, mm. but they don't think the answer is in your book. Okay. Um, I'm having a courtyard re-landscaped and paved. Mm. The ground level needs to be lowered by about 300 to 400 mil. In the centre of the courtyard is an old lemon tree with a very short trunk, and I'm pretty sure its trunk was buried when the area was paved about 30 years ago. Wow. 
Will the tree cope with the trunk being exposed again or will I need to treat it with something? No, it's not going to survive that. Um, the thing is it could be uh, lots of lemons which is grown on its own rootstock, so it's grown from a cutting. Uh, no, nah, you're going to lose it. If you take out that much soil from around the trunk, it's going to go to heaven. Okay. All right. We'll uh, leave the emails there for a moment and we'll go back to our calls. Um, Ram in Moringa has given us a call. Uh, good morning. Morning, ladies. Thanks morning, Ram. Is it, Moringa. It's is about it, a Moringa. It's about a Moringa, we said. Yes. Yeah, three, three things. One is bring back the veggies. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree, enough, Ram. Ram. I agree. Fair enough, Ram. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, that's all I was saying. Second, how do I grow? Um, I mean, last year, uh, early this year, someone chopped a moringa tree down. So yes. I saved it and just put it back on the ground. Yes. But I'm not too sure, uh, you know. They're not doing anything. I know it's because of the weather. Is yeah, yeah, it's a bit cold. Do you know what, Ram? Moringa grow really well from cuttings. They actually do better from cuttings than anything else. Right? Yeah, okay. so um, now you'll probably find with the one that you put back in the ground, um, if the roots compromise, it may not take off, but you need to um, give it a give it a drench with some liquid fertiliser. It's not going to move much until the weather warms. Up. Okay. Thanks, Ram. Um, Richard says, Sabrina headbanging. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> too much banging back so, in those days. Too, too hard. <laughs> I used to bash if you my were head. You're a precious, too. delicate little flower. Oh, I wouldn't I read know, that. But I know, you I know. know it's I taken know. in the taken good it, fun it was written with. Exactly. I used to bash my head on the floor, though, when I threw tantrums when I was younger, apparently. <laughs> Maybe that was it. I just, my sister calls me Tiz because I used to throw tizzies. <laughs> I remember once I was being ignored so badly by my parents because I, I had tonsillitis and I'd collapsed and no one took any notice because I was a bit of a drama queen. <laughs> I cut all the buttons off my sister's dressing gown because she gave me the poops at the time and I swallowed them. I ate, <laughs> I, ate, I ate all my sister's buttons off her dressing gown. <laughs> I was a special child. <laughs> and I said to my parents, see, I've eaten all I my sister's you. buttons. <laughs> what? And it, and it re- really hurt because I had tonsillitis. <laughs> It was the only thing I could do to get attention. You have said and done so many bonkers things in front of me over the years for eating. How many buttons? Six. Six buttons. They're quite large too. They were pink. Decorative or quite No, no. They were were just flat. Flat. I think they were plastic. What happened? Oh, well, I had to poo them out. My sister's Did you still pass play- all six? Oh, I must have. We're not in there now. My, my sister still won't let me borrow her dressing gown. Oh, gee, I can't imagine why. And I don't think it's about her dressing gown. It's more about your well-being. <laughs> oh, I have a 
thing about buttons. <laughs> I, went to, I went to a button museum in New South Wales. They were really excited. The children couldn't understand why. I'm safe, I think. I don't think I've got any buttons on today, so I can remain sitting next to you. So for um, all the fathers out there that think that their child can be painful sometimes, <laughs> they're probably not that bad. No, no, probably not. Um, Gordon, in amongst all of that, I managed to cut you off. Um, my friend, and I'm very sorry. So if you want to give Amber a call on 1300 720, we can put you back in the queue where you were because it was entirely, entirely my fault, Gordon. I'm sorry. Um, let's go to Kieran, who's in Kalgoorlie. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I don't know how I'm going to follow. I don't know how I'm going to follow that, but somebody has to. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Kieran. And you, you don't have to segue. You don't have to share your own tale. You're welcome to just ask what you caught up for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a I have a ficus ru- uh, ruby yes. uh, indoors. Now yeah. I reckon I've watered it too much. Someone has told me that overwatering it will drop the leaves off. Yes. Um, so it's probably about a foot and a half tall, maybe two feet. Yeah. And I'd really love to lop the top of it off and and um, put it in another pot. And yeah. I'm just wondering what's the best way to propagate. I know obviously ficus is. Do yeah. very well, but yeah. how do I do that? Okay, so, so that top cutting um, now, don't you eat it, Kieran? Um, no. So, the top cutting, so you want it to be about 12 centimeters long. You want to strip the lower leaves off, cut the top off, and then stick them in potting mix, and they will grow. Um, for the ficus that's the, that has been overwatered, you may need to actually take it out of the pot and put new potting mix in. Well, no, it's just one plant. It's actually quite healthy. It's just that the bottom oh. half a dozen leaves have fallen off. So oh, right. I'm just, to make it look a little bit more pretty, I'd like to just take... Yeah, you can take the, as much. Enough of, yeah, yeah you, okay. you can cut as much as you want off. Just stick it straight into potting mix. And yeah, that's right. stick it straight into potting mix. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Have a great Saturday. Um, Sebastian says, Sabrina, you're fully sick with an exclamation mark on the end. I was only young. Yeah, yeah. Um, Savvy Rowanna, it's breakfast time. Love the show. I love the fact that people are having breakfast now on their Saturdays. It feels like oh, dinner time in my world yeah, on a Saturday. Exactly. But Paul and Amanda in North Perth, I hope you enjoy your brekkie. We'll um, <clears throat> yeah. Stay on track for the last seven minutes, I reckon. Gordon is back, thank goodness. Hey, Gordon. Oh, good morning, ladies. Morning, Gordon. Uh, oh, look, I've forgotten what my question was. <laughs> <laughs> After all of that, <laughs> was it yeah, something about tomato seeds? Um, oh, yeah, okay, uh, that's right. Um, I'm into seed saving in a big way. Beautiful. And- yeah, it's quite a, quite a um, exciting journey, and all, I've had all these um, self-sown tomatoes pop out out of my garden bed during winter, and yeah. they've, they've done really well. They're beautiful to eat. Yeah. So I want to save some of the seeds. Yes. And I've never saved tomato seeds before. Can I have okay. some tips? Okie dokie. Now, what you have to do is to so tomato seed has a covering on it that 
prevents germination until the time is right. But you can break down that that dormancy that they have by fermenting the tomato. So first of all, the tomato has to be fully ripe so the seeds inside develop an ovary. Then you put the tomatoes in with some water in a glass jar and you leave them in there for three days and they're going to slightly ferment. So you mush off once they're in the jar, you mush them so that they're all squishy, squashy on paper toweling and you allow that paper toweling to dry out and the seeds to dry out. And then when you sow the seed, you can you can either scrape them off once they're dried uh, and put them in a, a paper bag or, or replant them or you leave them on the uh, paper towel and you plant the paper towel with the seed stuck on it. There we go, Gordon. Thank you. Glad we could get connected. Sarah is in Kalamunda. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I um, plucked up the courage to ring because you've been hearing my texts for the last four weeks. Ah. Oh. <laughs> but that's okay. Look, I have a um, caper bush yeah. um, that's in a pot. It's five years old. Um, goes beautifully, just sprouting again now. Yeah. The trouble is it's grown through the uh, bottom of the pot and oh. into the bricks. Okay. I don't mind it growing into the bricks, except yep. that it sprungs the hole and now it's waterlogged. Yeah, okay. No problem. Um, now, you can, you can, so at this time of the year, because they've lost all their leaves, they've got deciduous, prune a third off, then prune the root system at the bottom of the pot. Doesn't matter that you rip it when you pull it out of the brick paving. Um, then take it out of the pot, do an extra prune with the secateurs on the root system because you've pruned the top, and then repot it. Or you can put it in the ground. All right. Thank you, Sarah. You're waiting for me to speak or Sarah to speak. It's all right. I'm here to help you out. Sad when Good things go silent and that's, awkward yeah. and I'm in another world. That's, that's quite all right, Ro. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, only a couple of minutes to go. Annette, hello to you. How can we help? Hello, my name's Annette. Um, I'm ringing from the Peel Region Orchid Society. Oh, yes. And we're just wanting to see whether or not we can push our orchid show that's on this of weekend. Of course you can. Weekend. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, it's just a local Peel Region Orchid Society in Mandra. Yep. Um, we're running our orchid show at the Hall's Head um, Old Yacht Club building. Yep. Um, so it's on from lunchtime today. All the judging's been done now. Um, and then it's on again from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock tomorrow to the general public and open this afternoon to the general public as well. <gasps> Fantastic. Beautiful, Annette. Thank you and thanks for letting everyone know about it. Hope you get a good turnout. Stuart from Nedlands, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Ro. Can, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, got yeah you. we can. I'm still, still recovering about from the pink. Um, <laughs> you and I both. Buttons, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just one of the stories, Stuart. There's <laughs> many. There's many, believe me. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> um, um, uh, quick question for you, Sabrina. Um, we've got a, um, a colour bond wall that suffers from, you know, extreme sunlight and we want to put it's next to a pool. Yes. Um, we'll want to put a creeper up against it. Yep. Um, I you, you told me Boston Ivy last time, and I yep. did it, and it was going like a storm. But then I killed it, killed all three of them. Oh, um, well so done. I was wondering, should I, should I, 
but I think I maybe overwatered them or I, nah. know, I did something. But, but no, nah. um, you won't so be able. You won't overwater them, Stuart. Um, oh. That's impossible. Uh, so you can either have another crack at it. Um, so. You could go again, but I tell you what, one of the hardiest, most fast-growing, most beautiful climbers is Canedia nigricans. It has a black pea flower. It's extraordinary. It's fast. It'll cover everything super fast. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, we've got, what have we got? A minute. A couple of very quick texts. Uh, from Greg. Hi, Sab. Uh, is blood and bone okay near natives? So Olivaco gravilia. Um, I would be very careful with your blood and bone. You have to make sure that it is the best blood and bone that you can get. Unfortunately, the blood and bone, there's only one mob that have been around for years that make the proper blood and bone. I'd be very careful. You, I would use a native fertiliser personally. Okay. Perfect. Um, and we'll finish with Jan, who said, just wanted to say how much I love listening to you both every Saturday. Terrible gardener, but you sure make it a great, informative, funny program. I will never look at dressing gown buttons <laughs> the same again. I don't think anyone who's listening to Roots and Shoots today will look at dressing gown buttons the I same I hope my way sister's again. listening, Bucky. <laughs> Six of them. <laughs> Eaten. Phenomenal. This is an ABC podcast.